I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today you get to meet a man. His name is Tom Palladino. He has been a researcher in scalar light. And I had found Tom, gosh, I want to say three years ago. And I don't know where I found him, but I went down his rabbit hole. And for some reason, wasn't timing for the podcast until today. So he is coming at the exact divine timing, like I always say, in my life and yours. And you will understand the power and where we're going with healing. And oh my gosh, it's so fascinating. And I, he allowed me to offer everybody a free 15 days where you send your photograph and he heals you with the scalar light on his machines that he has in his office. But it's just, if you watch the YouTube, you can see behind him. It's like he's uh, Nikola Tesla. <laughs> like I, I think he's Nikola Tesla in the Tom Palladino's uh, body. But yeah, go to YouTube and watch it if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel. It's kind of fun to watch and he kind of shows things in his, it's like a space where he's like this inventor. It's really cool. But let me tell you a little bit about him. Tom began researching scalar light during his undergraduate years after developing a deep admiration for the father of scalar light research and development, Nikola Tesla. Thereafter, beginning in 1993, Tom was able to study the research notes as well as operate scalar light instruments developed by another scalar light expert, Galen Hieronymus. Tom attributes much of his success today to those two brilliant scalar light pioneers, Nikola Tesla and Galen Hieronymus. There are two energies in the universe, scalar energy and electromagnetic energy. Scalar energy is divine energy and the sun or our solar system as well as the stars serve as the storehouses for this divine light. The laws that govern scalar energy are distinct from the laws that govern electromagnetic energy. And as you all know, I definitely do my research on my guests <laughs> and researching the scalar light and trying to understand it. My, I felt like I was in, in college at some class trying to take, get ready to take a test when I had him on because it was, it was just kind of a off my grid as far as really trying to understand the scientific understanding of what scalar light is. And after the conversation with Tom in this interview, it helped. He really helps explain it. You know, it's like, I know that's where we're going. And one day we're going to come back to this interview and go, oh my gosh, we had no idea that that is where this world 
was going to be. And we will live in that place um, of everyone understanding the scalar light and the power of it in our lives and how we can access it. You will enjoy this episode and it might take you a couple times and you might need to go to his website, Scalar Light, and do go to his website so you can send your photos. I sent my photos of the family and my dogs to him to do the healing. And there's so many different things you could have healed. I mean, everything, basically. <laughs> it's amazing. So um, once you understand the power of scalar energy, uh, it will shift your thinking into really where this world is coming back to and what Nikola Tesla um, had in, you know, that many years ago that was all thrown away when he passed away, that we just never even got to continuing down that track. And now with Tom, I feel like he's now continuing and he has such a genuine, authentic, loving heart that he wants the world to know about this. Just, I really enjoyed meeting him and I know you will see that in our interview. Just a few things before we, I bring Tom on. March 4th, five o'clock call with Dr. Pontea will be at five o'clock Pacific as usual. If you have not been on, I highly recommend it if you can come. These calls are magical. And if you miss them, you I always record and put them on my uh, YouTube channel. And those, it's funny, those YouTube channel calls <laughs> are the Monday night calls. It's crazy how many people come. I look at the analytics and last month was Kate Rossi. And gosh, she better be ready for getting busy because uh, so many people listen to that or watch that YouTube video. But come to the call because our group and you know my word for the year is connection. And I I know when I have that intention and I say connection and it's what February, you know, we're now in the end of February, two months into 2024. It's already showing in my life what connection can do because it's like I'm a magnet. And so whatever word you're choosing for this year, watch how it unfolds in your life because it's really amazing. And then March 11th, I opened another call. It's a Monday, the next Monday after the first Monday call to an automatic writing call, but I'm going to also do it at five Pacific. I've been doing my automatic writing like you all know, and people keep asking me and wanting to me to help them understand kind of the process that I go through. But I really am excited and why I started, why I've had this idea was my automatic writing is becoming so deep, so not me. And I will write for pages and pages and my hand becomes numb. It's that fast. It's so, I just want everyone to experience it. I want to explain kind of how I started and the trusting and, you know, you're going to question it and you're going to doubt it. But gosh, when you start doing it and then you stop doubting, it just will flow in this most amazing, beautiful way. You'll know it's just your guides and everything, your higher self. You can just tell. I can tell even when I'm writing who it is. It's so cool the way the language comes through because it wouldn't be the way I wrote. So that's the 11th. And then the 10th, which is a Sunday, is our retreat. And... We have a place and it all came together like the one in January 
It's in a different place. I called it a mother-daughter retreat because the girls were inspired after coming to my retreat in January that they wanted to share the magic that they felt when they were at that retreat with their friends and wanted to see like maybe their moms would want to come. And it's just like the connection between like Paige and Presley and I have, you know, like I've always said throughout, you know, the years of all my you know, programming them with the mindset tools that I have and why, what inspired my raising confidence class and how the parents are reaching out to me now to, for me to help their children. And they got so inspired and it was so cute. So they wanted to create a retreat. And so we started that. And then all of a sudden their friends and moms were all in and I said, okay. And then I started talking about it here on the podcast. And then I had people reaching out, oh, another retreat. And so I'm kind of, we're opening it up because the space we found is a bigger area that we can invite more people. So if you are interested, I've already contacted the wait list for the people that weren't able to come last time. So if that's one of you and I haven't contacted you, please do. It will be on Sunday, March 10th. We have it starting at 11 o'clock. I have Dr. Pontea, who's going to be on the Monday call. She's coming and she's going to speak. I'm going to speak. We're going to do breath work. Lisa is coming again and doing breath work. And it's just going to be a time for connection. And you know that I love that. So please connect with me. And uh, I just see it coming. I, I see the momentum building. And if I can reach these young kids and mothers and instill in them these beautiful connections of this breath work and these, you know, the way, you know, to create this high vibration in their life and live from that place and create uh, just a beautiful uh, energy. And, you know, I feel like, you know, Paige will be heading out to college and I'm ready for that. I know she is too. And it's so amazing for me to be able to say that because I never thought I would. (laughs) So she's ready. I'm ready. And um, it's beautiful. So please connect with me. And again, I appreciate everybody that does reach out. Our soul tribe is building. And I just watching, it's like watching a web, like a web. It's like a growing web. And it lights me up like you all know. So reach out. If I call you and you feel like, or I, you know, I'm calling your energy and I, you connect to that, don't question it and just reach out to me because there's a reason for that. And the people that have reached out, I totally get the connection. And I know that if, if, if it feels like that to you, that I encourage you to reach out too. So without further ado, I know you're going to love this interview with Tom Palladino And you might need to hear it twice (laughs) because it's very, well, for me, deeper in the scientific, but it's so cool to learn about scalar light. So enjoy the show. Welcome, Tom. Thank you so much for the invitation, Ash. You're very welcome. Yes, it's been a, like I said before I hit record, I've known of you and have learned a little bit until I realized I know a lot more now because I knew you're coming on and I have really been studying my <laughs> your work on scalar light. And you know, it's so fascinating to me because it's like 
been going on forever. But my point and what I want to, how I want to begin this is I understand like when you were younger, you were interested in Tesla and you would read the Tesla books. And when I look at you and you're the science, it's like you are Tesla in a different body. Like, you know, I feel like you're, you have this passion in you to share this with the world and the world of what we're going through right now and how it's been in the last, you know, so many years, there's courage, brave (laughs) that you are doing this. And I really admire that. So can we start by uncovering your magic and why this Tom Paladino has come to this place in his life? Well, we're going to speak about technology, scalar energy technology, and the overarching consideration is to help people. What's technology for? To help people. So we might throw a few technical terms out, but don't let that in any way stymie you. We're going to help people. I am a humanitarian at heart. And yes, at a young age, I started to study Nikola Tesla. I would devour his books. And I I would think about what Tesla was doing as, as a scientist. And I said to myself, later in his life, later in the career of Nikola Tesla, he was working with the energy of the stars. He even said he was, that he wanted to access the solar power. So no longer was Tesla interested in electrical current, but rather solar power. Now, why is that important? Well, we should listen to him. Why not use free energy from the stars, from the sun? This is where Tesla was leading us. We need to revisit his work Scalar energy, solar energy will solve so many problems. That's the point of this, to help mankind. Right. So you're studying Tesla. You get to a point in your life where you decide, okay, I'm going to start figuring out how to create this device to help people help do so many things. It's not. It's beyond. It's amazing. No, it, it is. So what started out as theory in my, let's say, my high school, my collegiate career, began, if you will, took a significant turn in 1993, which I, at that time I started to work in practice. In practice. So in 1993, I had the good fortune to meet a family by the name of Hieronymus. And that began my, if you will, hands-on experience. The Hieronymus family were likewise scalar energy research. By the way, none of them survived. But if you will, I'm carrying on their work. And in 19 miniature versions of scalar energy instruments, Tesla instruments. Now, this instrument that I have in my laboratory is a modification of that Hieronymus instrument. They're all custom built to the point of being groundbreaking. My discoveries are groundbreaking. And I say that because I'm the only one right now following up with this work. Nobody has followed up the work of the Hieronymus family. So if I'm the only one, then it's per se, it is indeed new and groundbreaking. But not much longer. Why? The world is starting to catch on. I work with the energy of the sun and the stars. This instrument behind me controls that energy of the sun and the stars. I can feel it right now. This instrument is operating. It's so strong that if I hold a light bulb in my hand, the instrument will illuminate the light oh, bulb. Wow. 
that, if you will, is the free energy, the energy of the sun and the stars that can illuminate a light bulb. So what's the point? If we can do this locally, illuminate a light bulb, then eventually we should be able to do that at a distance, giving the world free energy. That's one of my, that's on my, if you will, hit list, so to speak. Right now, though, I'm, I'm working with quantum science, with energy science to heal the energy field. Now, to be clear for your audience, this instrument works with people and animals in their energy field. It's not physical. I access the aura, what some people might call the information system. And it's so much easier working at the level of information as opposed to working biologically or at the biochemical level. <laughs> uh, okay, so explain this. So scalar yeah. light, there's two forms of energy. Yeah. Scalar light and electromagnetic energy. Yes, correct. Scalar light is non-physical. Electromagnetic yes. energy is physical. Correct. All energy initiates from the sun and the stars is scalar energy. It's perfect energy. It's perfect intelligence. And as we, as that energy leaves the stars, it takes on physical matter and it becomes electricity, so to speak. It converts into electricity. So my contention is why work with the physical realm when the spiritual realm or the non-physical realm offers greater possibility? Why? Because you can transcend time and space in the non-physical realm with scalar energy. Now, if you look at science, if you look at nature, the physical realm is fine, but there are impediments. There are events that present themselves by way of the electromagnetic spectrum that impede motion, or if you will, subdue motion. I'd rather work in the non-physical, the spirit realm, in which nothing, nothing can impede that energy. Scalar energy is a primal force. Nothing can stop it. No event can change its course of action. So what am I saying? Scalar energy is perfect action, perfect instruction, and it doesn't degrade to the biochemical level. Right. So let's go to the what you created, because there's I have a lot of deeper thoughts in my head that I've learned from you that yes. I really think my audience will enjoy. But I want to get to the the thing you created that you were yes. just showing us on this video on behind you and how people send the pictures and yeah. the different things that you, he how you heal it, how it photo, the picture is emailed and it comes to you and you can, how the photo is a signature yes. of the human. Yes. yes. Right. Fair enough. Okay. So <laughs> Ashley and I are having a conversation through our computer. I see her image. Her image is, is now, obvious to me, but she's not in my computer. It's her image. Okay. So if Ashley were to send me her photograph, likewise, her photograph is her image. So when I work with people, now keep in mind, I work at the spiritual realm. It's all non-physical. I work with the energy field of an image. This is my photograph. And if I place my photograph inside the instrument, I access the energy or the information on the photograph. So if you can do that by way of a video call and share information, it's a non-physical sharing of intelligence information, then you can share information by way of a person's photograph. Right. A hundred years ago, you said, well, how can you have a conversation through a computer? It's done every day. Or how can you see somebody in a TV? Well, it's their image in the TV. And likewise, my instrument works like a TV. And I work through images of people. 
Right. Now, the distinction is my TV, my scalar energy TV allows me to influence that energy on the photograph, to access and to influence the force field on a photograph. That's what's fascinating about the scalar energy realm. You can, if you will, communicate with a photograph. Right. <laughs> so okay. now let's go into the healing aspect and how you, yes. I mean, if you want to bring in, like you talk a lot about incurable like herpes and Epstein-Barr and all the p- things that we haven't been able to heal, but you yeah. can explain how you somewhat Lyme disease. I mean, that's just, it's endless. I mean, the, the list is. goes on. Like It's it, incredible. It is. Now, keep in mind, everything I'm stating, I'm working through an energy field. These are scientific principles. There's no human reason. I want to make that very clear. Well, if I wanted to eradicate the Epstein-Barr virus, follow my thinking, I'm going to hold up a photograph of the Epstein-Barr virus. This is a magnified photograph of Epstein-Barr. Now, keep in mind, everything is an energy signal. Don't think of this in chemical terms. My photograph has a signal. The Epstein-Barr virus has a signal. The two photographs, the two images communicate with one another. In a scalar energy environment, everything connects and communicates. If I had Epstein-Barr, this instrument would find Epstein-Barr as a signature, as an energy signal or energy signature. And the instrument then would bring the Epstein-Barr virus to a state of chaos, nullify it, remove it. So working through the realm of spirit or non-physical communication, we could look for the, if you will, the marker, the energy signal of Epstein-Barr and remove it. And the upshot is people say that they feel better. Many people say, well, whatever you did, Tom, it worked because I no longer have that, that nagging feeling. I don't have any marker. I don't have any, if you will, viral load for Epstein-Barr. I'm going to show the audience. This is a PCR test that was conducted after I worked with this individual by way of their photograph. This individual had a follow-up PCR test for Epstein-Barr. And according to that test result, wow, negative. There's no viral load, negative, no yeah. sign of Epstein Barr. Wow. Now this is common with us now. Right. After yeah. I work with people, they say, "Tom, whatever you did, I no longer have a viral load for Epstein Barr." Okay. Can we explain that by Newtonian science? No. If this is not Newtonian science. Here's another PCR test result. Person had herpes and Epstein-Barr. No viral loads for Epstein-Barr. Another test result, undetectable. No viral load for Epstein-Barr. Amazing. Now, again, how do we explain that? Well, you cannot explain that by way of medical science. You cannot explain that by way of Newtonian science. This is a new science in which... We access energy fields in which we can negate the energy field of the Epstein-Barr virus. So what's my point? This requires a new understanding. This opens up a new branch of physics. Scalar physics is a new branch of physics. It's not taught at the university level. Right. But it's not new because Tesla had it way back then. And then he died and they took all of his everything out of his office or his house. Yes. 
Uh, let's recount. Thank you. The day that Nikola Tesla died, the United States government seized his notes, his laboratory notes, all of his inventions. And we've never seen that since, which is really it's quite rather dubious. Why would you do that? Why, why would you seize this inventor's lifetime of work? Well, we're trying to resurrect what Tesla achieved. And I'll, I'll offer this, that anytime you have great technology like this, this changes the social order. It changes the economic order. So I'm not going to shy away from this. Once scalar energy is embraced as a science, and then, if you will, commercialized or used in a broad sense, this will change the way we live. This will change the military-industrial complex. This type of technology will change the social order. Now, some people like that, and some people are intimidated by that. So consider what I'm saying now. By the way, working with these instruments, you could work with one photograph. You could work with 100 photographs. Today, early in my lab, I work with miniaturized photographs. I work with half a million photographs today Wow! from people around the world. Has it gotten busier? I mean, I've known you for, I've known of you for three years. I know have people, their minds have been shifting toward this belief. Yes, because it's well carried now by the internet. See, the drawback that Tessa faced, he did not have the internet. Right. And he was, if you will, ostracized. I am not ostracized. I have good people like you, thanks for the interview once again, who are trying to get the message out there. And people are open to this. And at the end of the day, it comes down to results. At the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, why is it that Tom Palladino has hundreds, thousands of testimonies from people around the world, and they're favorable testimonies, and those testimonies are almost counterintuitive. It's like, how could you access a force field on a person through their photograph and people feel better. Well, you can't explain that in biological terms. Obviously, a photograph is not biologically viable. We're working with energy fields. Right. Uh, You know what I was um, fascinated by? You were talking about like people that channel, they they enter that scalar light frequency. People, psychics, you talk about, I want you to explain that, how, because I have interviewed many of that, and a lot of my listeners are fascinated by that, and have opened that channel lately. Like that, I think that's been something where people have like started to connect to that, and I now can say that's the scalar light energy. Yes, it is. So once again, when somebody sends me their photograph, they teleport to my laboratory. You're in two places at once. Now, this dimension of that allows teleportation also allows clairvoyance, or it allows the gift of prophecy, or it's the realm of thought, or the realm of intention, or the realm of creativity. This is the non-physical aura that many people say that they have. Or some people say it's angelic because obviously angels can pass through a brick wall, so to speak. Well, when you send me your photograph, you're transporting, you're teleporting to my laboratory, and you've already penetrated my laboratory walls. How? Because you're non-physical, you're spirit-like. Right. So again, we're not working at this biological level, we're working at the realm of angels, the realm of spirit. It's entirely different physics. But it's very exciting because 
the electromagnetic spectrum, you're bound to space and time. Those, that's your ball and chain. That's your anchor. Space and time. Scalar energy, you transcend, you overcome space and time. And that's why your photograph allows you to be in two places at once. That's right. You bilocate to my laboratory. That's right. I mean every word of that. You, energetically, you're in two places at once. What was the, the Russian person that was studying beetles? Will you explain that story? I thought that was fascinating. There's a Russian scientist who's actually an entomologist. His name is Viktor Grabenikov. He studied scalar energy in nature, and he discovered that, if you will, various insects had this ability to hover or to levitate, to levitate. Well, he discovered that there was a specific beetle in Russia that could easily experience anti-gravity and levitate. Well, lo and behold, with that technology, with that understanding of a beetle wing, Grabenikov was able to create an anti-gravity platform and levitate. Now, when Grabenikov was levitating on this platform, many people say that he was no longer visible to the naked eye. Why? He's in the spirit realm. He became non-physical, and people lost track of him because he was in this anti-gravity, scalar energy environment that you cannot see somebody with your naked eye. While Grabenikov was levitating on this scalar energy platform, his wristwatch never advanced. Why? You're outside of time and space. Time does not factor into a scalar energy environment. Time stood still. Rabinikov would be aloft, he would be experiencing this anti-gravity, if you will, journey, and he might have been gone for three or four hours, and when he returned to, to Earth, back to the ground, he, he saw that his wristwatch was always behind two, three, four hours. Hmm. Why? Because his wristwatch was outside of time. Rabinikov was outside of time. It's an interesting physics in which you become non-physical and you're no longer subject to space and time. Okay. <laughs> so I know you're a very Christian man and, you know, believe in like your God is your source when yeah. we speak of source energy, God for you. And I was reading about, I mean, in the Bible, it talks about, you know, Jesus and how his healing was the scalar light healing. Yes. Now, this gives credence not only to telepathy, this non-physical presence, or healing hands. And how did Jesus heal? Well, the preferred method is through scalar energy, through its divine energy. So God could, Jesus could touch somebody and heal them by imparting this non-physical light, this energy to people. Now, this gives great expression, and, and if you will, credence to the fact that some people can heal through prayer, through meditation. What is prayer and meditation then? It's a form of a scalar wave. It's some type of emanation, some type of administration of scalar energy. It's not electricity. So this intelligence, scalar intelligence, can heal people. This is how Jesus, this is how God healed people. Right. So when people hear that, you know, you can go through the Bible and hear all the stories. The I was reading your website about, that was amazing, how it's like, it's in the Bible, right? What yes. in your mind, like when you're now coming and we're 2024 and you're trying to, I hate to say convince or sell people on this idea, but it's, 
it's been in our life forever. It, it has. It's the energy of the sun and the stars. You take when God the Father appeared to Moses in a burning bush. Why is it that the bush did not burn? Well, God manifests in scalar energy. Scalar energy is not a chemical. So you could have this burning bush without a chemical decomposition. So why did the burning bush not burn? Why was there no consumption? When God presents himself, he presents himself in scalar light, in this manifestation of scalar energy. Scalar energy cannot burn a bush. Scalar energy cannot cause a chemical decomposition. And that's why the burning bush never burned. You refer to the, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was a scalar energy vessel. And what happened? Well, many miracles could take place with this Ark of the Covenant to the point that sometimes there was a cloud that would hover over the Ark of the Covenant, which is another sign of anti-gravity in which a cloud would accompany the Ark wherever the Ark would travel. So as the Ark traveled, this anti-gravity atmosphere traveled with it. So all the earthquakes, the volcanoes, the tornadoes, that's all in scalar energy. Yes. Well, a lot of people say, what's an earthquake? Well, it's the seismic movement. Well, that's obvious. What cause, what, what is it causes? What's that push that causes an earthquake? It's scalar energy. How can I prove that? Well, at least in theory, I can. Many farm animals, dogs and cats can sense an earthquake is coming. They feel it. Right. What do they feel? They feel that push of scalar energy. So what causes an earthquake? The push is scalar energy. The result is seismic activity. This is why many animals and some people feel an earthquake come. They feel that that upwelling. They feel that release of scalar energy. And if it's sufficient, the the earth is going to move. So the cause of all earthquakes is a movement or, or a push, if you will, of scalar energy. So when you see this world right now that you're trying to really heal and prove that this is the healing of the future. I mean, it should be the healing of our life for since we knew Tesla, right? And now you're, I mean, it's like you're, I know you're like this humanitarian. You are doing this. You don't have patents on it. You don't, you're just trying to get that message out that it's there, you know? So what, what is your mission? What are you, what do you see in the future? What do you want? What is your intention? I want to heal the world with scalar energy. That's one mission. Earlier today in my laboratory, I was working with half a million photographs. Right. Remember, all those people sent their picture to you and you put them on that card. Yes. Okay. That's correct. That's correct. This is just an example. This instrument can easily accommodate one day, say, 10 million photographs. Now, imagine what this means. Imagine in one day I could work with 10 million people, balance their chakras. What's a chakra balancing? Well, If I can illuminate a light, I can illuminate the mind. So that's a chakra balancing. So in one day, I could work with 10 million people, illuminate their mind, their brain waves, their chakras. I could source out, I could find, identify the human papillomavirus or the Epstein-Barr virus and eliminate it from their quantum field, their energy field. And then we're also able to download or impart Say nutrients, antioxidants, amino acids. So you ask me, what's the goal? The, my goal is to work with a billion people a year. I want to work with a billion photographs a year, including livestock. Hmm. 
Because? They have uh, health issues. Soul, mind, and body for people, and likewise for animals. I, I want to, to work with animals for mind and body purposes. Um, I've worked with many farmers and many ranchers, and they tell me their horses and their cows are healthier after I work with them. Oh. I've worked with many people around the world with their cats and dogs, and after I work with them through this non-physical information, their dogs and their cats are healthier. And a lot of people say that they've come back to life. They're much more vibrant. So this is very promising. Okay, so how do you think it's going, or how long do you think it's going to take for this mind, this world that we live in to start to... Like, you know, we always are talking lately, the new earth, we're moving into this new earth and the scalar energy healing. I mean, I see the healing is is completely, I mean, when I started this podcast four years ago, oh, we weren't talking about that yet, even. Yeah. It's like, that's all we talk about. I talk about it to, on my phone, on the phone with my friends all the time. It's yeah. just this healing is just taking this whole different, we're going back to the Tesla time. We are, and it's because of people like you and disseminating the information. The world is yearning for this now. I've been at this now for 50 years. It's not been like this. It's almost exponential in the past two or three years, and I think the pandemic really started to make people think. Right. Long and short, it's unstoppable now because people realize that information, whether it's computer information or information through a Zoom call or information through an instrument, Information is king. It's intelligence that's king. The result, the physical result, is just obvious. Right. When you, it's in Tasmania, when you went to heal the HIV, yeah. you give that yeah. kind of yeah. testimony? We do a lot of pro bono work around the world. People send us photographs from around the world. And you know, my heart goes out to people. I'm going to show up quickly. This is the report that I received from Tanzania. We work with clinics in Tanzania. HIV AIDS clinic. I'm going to briefly go through these photographs. Everybody that I'm showing by way of photograph from Tanzania at one time is HIV positive. Okay. By the way, I've never been to Tanzania. Okay. And after working with all of these folks from Tanzania, everybody says they feel fine. Nobody has a viral load for HIV. Nobody. Nobody. Working with hundreds, thousands of people from Tanzania. So what's the point? Well, I think there's merit. I think we're on to something gigantic, and I think the world is starting to, to take note of that. We've even worked with, with their goat population in Tanzania, oh. and the goats are healthy. And the, actually, the, the goat production, the, the, if you will, the, the cheese is, is increased. The yield is increased of the goats. Wow. So, so many things that we can do. Livestock are working with people by the millions through their photographic force field. It's just a little bit longer, a little extra time before people understand this, and this should just take off. When you say 2020 is when people started to wake up and see this, in your belief, do you believe that 2020 came and that was the beginning of it to take the world to where you want to see it? And with the vaccine and people probably coming and trying to help, you know, get COVID and all that stuff with you. Yeah. 2020 was really almost a tipping scale for many people. They realized that there are limitations to our current uh, value system, to our current methodology with science, including 
medical science. People are now starting to look outside the box. People want solutions. Now, this is my entire contention. Scalar energy is a new science with new possibilities. We must advance. We must try something new. But I agree with you. 2020, the pandemic, that really made people, that many people are starting to think now, they're thinking outside the box. Good for them. Do you think, so with your machine, is it going to be in, are we going to buy them one day? Are they going to be in our homes one day? Eventually we'll have to. I don't have the means to. It's That will take billions of dollars to manufacture this. I am a theorist. I'm an inventor. I want to introduce this to the world. Now, where the world takes this, I don't know. But my goal throughout the rest of my life, as long as I'm here, I'll continue on promulgating this. When I had first heard about you, it was like when I was going through menopause and the nutrients and how you can put in, you know, B12 into the picture. So, you know, that people are going to go, well, how does he put the nutrients through light? You know, we don't even have to take vitamins. You don't. Uh, And per se, I don't take vitamins. I receive all of my vitamins energetically. Now, keep in mind. Everything has information, whether you swallow a vitamin or whether I impart the vitamin by way of a photograph. This is riboflavin. It's a beautiful photograph, by the way. Magnified riboflavin. And I want that energy. I simply place my photograph inside the instrument with riboflavin. Now, everything is, again, communication or sharing of information. So the energy of riboflavin is downloaded into me. And in so doing, I received that information of riboflavin, not chemically. And in so doing, then my body says, I'm no longer hungry. Many times, just to be quite candid, I only eat one or two meals a day. I'm not hungry. Why am I not hungry? I have 24-hour care, so to speak. I have 24 hours of nutrition being downloaded energetically into me. This is how I achieve my multivitamin. Through energy, not through a chemical. Frankly, I think this is the best way to receive your vitamins or antioxidants because you don't rely upon the circulatory system or metabolism. We don't have to circulate anything. We simply impart this intelligence from head to toe in your energy field, so to speak. Okay, so <laughs> so when people... so. Let's try to, I think I need people to have a visual of when they send the picture, they have a an ailment. I mean, even just, um, let's say it's uh, weight loss, like you were yes. saying, like, you know, you put, what are you doing? You're putting yes. certain pieces of pictures yes. that help the weight loss? Yes, exactly. For instance, somebody will come to me, they say, I need to lose some weight. Okay, so we have a program which will take, say, leptin. It's been associated with weight loss. It, 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 if you will, will trigger the body not to be hungry. Now, if I took my photograph and placed it in the force field with leptin, I received the instruction of leptin or the intelligence. And what does that intelligence do? It, it tells the body you're no longer hungry. For some reason, your body goes to a point of satiety. You're not hungry. You reduce your food intake. Now, many people who are under this program tell us, It's not so much that they lose weight, but they're no longer hungry because they're receiving the hormones that they need, the enzymes that they need. 
So energetically, there's a set point and it says stop eating or you're not hungry. You don't need to eat. Wow. That's quite fascinating to me. Very. So when you say you eat twice a day, are you careful like what kind of meat you eat? Yes. My wife and I are very scrupulous. We'll only eat natural food, organic food. But I will say without equivocation, this process has reduced my food intake. I am not hungry. Now, as we record this, I've not had anything to eat today. I am not hungry. Because I have this intelligence of minerals, antioxidants, natural foods, male hormones, digestive enzymes. I have this intelligence flooding me, so to speak. And in so doing it, it really does reduce my food intake. I have this point of satiety. I'm not hungry. Do you see in future, like we're going to think of the weight loss industry. Think of the the doctor, I mean, all the things you can help with this, is that just pretty much that's just going to go away? I'll say without equivocation, scalar energy will have a, a significant impact on the pharmaceutical industry. Right. Which is why the Tesla, we could have had it back then in Tesla time, but yeah. now we've had to wait until now. By the way, l- later in his life, Tesla was working on free energy. He was able to um, take energy at a distance, you could light up a light bulb. I want to reenact that. I want to be able to use this energy at a distance to light up a light bulb or a building. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's free energy with a free infrastructure. Now, that's so important. The energy is from the sun and the stars, and you could just broadcast this anywhere without any telephone wires or cell phone towers or any type of uh, power plant whatsoever. So it's free energy with a free distribution system. That in and of itself will solve our energy crisis. Right. What did, tell us about um, like UFOs are coming out on the news and ETs. And you were explaining that that is in that scalar energy. That's where they are at. Yes, it has to be. And I'll, I'll tell you why. When we see an unidentified flying object, and that object can accelerate and deaccelerate very quickly without any G-forces. That is an anti-gravity atmosphere. And you only can achieve that with scalar energy. Scalar energy is the cause of gravity. So if you can, if you will, negate gravity by way of scalar energy, then you can have this anti-gravity craft that will propel itself simply by virtue of the fact that you manipulate gravity. So an anti-gravity flying platform or saucer, call it what you will, does not use propulsion. By negating gravity, that's the push. So going back to Viktor Grabenikov, who developed an anti-gravity platform, he did not have any propulsion or even wings. The aerodynamic aspect is irrelevant because you're in an anti-gravity environment, wings, propulsion, rockets, boosters, that's all obsolete. So this is what I contend is happening with these unidentified flying objects. They negate gravity, and then you could move at a flash. You can accelerate quickly without any harm to you because there's no G-forces. If you recall, I mentioned that Grabenikov could could travel on this anti-gravity platform, and he never had any G-forces. His hair was never ruffled, and he never experienced any wind. Now, this anti-gravity platform did not have an enclosure. There was no protective glass. He did not need a protective glass. He was in this 
if you will, this bubble of anti-gravity in which he could not have a collision. He could not experience a G-force. <laughs> oh, Tom. Was yeah, it's, it's, it's the future. <laughs> it is the future, it. but are we going to be living there? Are we going to be living in skate that? Yes, we you, are. you know, you talk about, you know, the, the angelic realm, you know, people, the psychics, the channelers, the people that access that, you know, they say, you know, when you're, when I've had people that are mediums, like you're, you say, you know, your, your dad has passed on and he's, you know, some, he's right here. You just aren't at that level to be able to connect to him. Like she, like the channel or the medium is. Yeah. There is an afterlife, and, and that's the non-physical realm that we're going to, the spirit. Now, why? I don't want to be in the physical realm forever. I'd rather be in the non-physical spirit realm. It's so much easier. Right. If, so why not, if you will, aspire to that non-physical science? I'm going to paraphrase Tessa. Tessa said, when, when scientists will embrace non-physical science, they'll make greater progress in one decade than what they have centuries past. Why? Because it's the non-physical, the information that drives the physical. We've been putting the cart before the horse. This is foolish. Go to the information. Go to the intelligence. The intelligence is scalar energy. Right. Go back to the pyramids. My friends are in Egypt right now. Explain that. Many pyramids and obelisks are passive passivers, batteries of scalar energy. And this is why some people who venture inside a, a pyramid, if they're there for any extended period, they feel that they're energized or that they, they may have had a, a problem of some type of malady, some type of illness, and they're no longer afflicted. They're, they're, they've been cured. Well, what happened? Well, it was the pyramid intelligence that cured these people, which is scalar energy. So many of the pyramids and obelisks that we see today are designed to capture scalar energy. And then there was somewhere in Colorado that Tesla had a rod that... Yes. In 1899, Tesla set up a scalar energy tower. Now, notably, this tower was at an elevation of, say, six or 7,000 feet. He did not have immediate access to a power plant. So Tesla was drawing in from the Rocky Mountains the energy from the stars. And he was able, with this tower in Colorado Springs, to create, if you will, miniature lightning bolts. He was able to illuminate objects at a distance. He proved to himself in 1899 that scalar energy was indeed a a reality. At that time, he's no longer interested in AC electricity. A lot of people don't realize this. Tesla had two careers. He started with AC electricity. Later in his life, he devoted all of his time to to scalar energy, what he called radiant energy. Okay. <laughs> and, but it's just, that's the thing. I, like when I hear those stories, that was all happening and, and it just had it to was an act of, It was an act of suppression. Let's just call it what it is. Okay, active suppression. He, he was brilliant and the, and the world was enthralled with his work. But he was so advanced that he was introducing the next stepping stone for humanity, which is scalar energy. That stepping stone simplifies life. And it, if you will, it no longer, uh, it no longer presents scarcities. If scalar energy is from the sun and the stars, there's no scarcity. Now, if there's no scarcity, you change your economic order. 
Today, we have scarcity. And some people make a lot of money off of scarcity. Let's just be blunt about this. Well, Tesla was introducing a, a new economic order with very little, or if you will, reduce scarcity. If, if sun and star are free, they are. And if we can access sun and star, then we will, if you will, in a consummate fashion, address scarcity. Scarcity. That's the number one impediment in any economic model. Well, this is what Tesla had done with free energy from the sun and the stars. But there were uh, international bankers back then who did not want that. There are are men of uh, industry, the captains of industry wanted scarcity. Right. Uh, You know, there was one thing I was listening to you explain how, like that movie Rain Man. Yeah. That that was explained. Rain Rain Man is is a genius. Uh, uh, Lawrence Kim Pink, he was actually a, a figure. He lived in Salt Lake City. He had this ability. To memorize, he could memorize, he had a photographic memory. He actually was so incredible that he could read a book, and with his left eye, he could read the left-hand side of the book, and his right eye, he could read the right-hand side of the book. To me, this is beyond human comprehension. How did he do it? And he did this effortlessly. It was through intelligence. All intelligence originates as scalar energy. So apparently, Rain Man, Lawrence Kim Peake, was able to look at a book and memorize it word for word. How do you do that? It's a gift of scalar energy. Now, all of that speaks to or points to the fact that we are scalar energy beings. My brain waves are scalar waves. And if I had that that identical intelligence, I could memorize 10,000 books as he had accomplished in his lifetime. Can you imagine that? Memorizing 10,000 books effortlessly. Amazing. Tapping into that, like I have two children, like getting this generation where I feel like, you know, there are these new souls coming into this world and they're so beyond what we we were coming into this world and their energy and vibration. Where do you see, like, do they, is the school system and how they learn and what they get to do with their healing and all that? I would hope in the next few years, we have very powerful scalar energy instruments that could download intelligence that we'll learn just as Rayman learned through this afflatus, through this download of energy. So you can, you can do it the hard way and read and, and memorize, or you can do it the easy way and have this imparting of wisdom, this infused wisdom. That's what scatter energy is. That's what te- uh, Rayman had, infused wisdom. I'd like to see all of our students learn by infused wisdom. Explain how they would put on a helmet? <laughs> no. Well, it, uh, not necessary because scalar energy can pass through anything. It'd just be a very strong scalar energy instrument that could open up their brainwaves that, that would allow them to... The information is out there. Whatever Rain Man did, he simply could gather that information. For instance, Rain Man had what, what I'd call calendar date location. He, You could ask him what day... Uh, of the week did was the Declaration of Independence signed. What is what day of the week is July fourth, seventeen seventy six? And he could instantly come up with the the answer to that. So he had calendar date recognition. Somehow, somewhere, God gave him this ability to see all of the calendars in his mind, and he could pinpoint any day of the event, the day of the week that it took place. How do you do that? 
Well, apparently there's this infinite intelligence, including a calendar, past and in present and future. And Rain Man had this calendar, this, this if you will, this uh, ongoing calendar embedded in his mind. All of that speaks to the point that scalar energy is infinite intelligence, including a calendar. And if Rain Man could pick out a, a day in his mind instantly and, and ascertain what day of the week a certain event took place, Rain Man had a calendar in his mind. Well, how do you do that? You don't memorize calendars. It comes naturally. Hmm. The sky's the limit. As they say, game over. Once we enter into this scalar energy realm, it's, it, uh, it'll change everything. Right. What, when you think of time, because there's no time in scalar energy. It's timeless. Timeless. This energy is responsible for time. When you rotate scalar energy one way, time moves forward. Reverse that rotation, scalar energy, time moves backwards. So the cause of time, time is a river, time is motion, scalar motion. If the river is flowing and the time moves forward, reverse the river, so to speak, time moves backwards. Well, what is the river? It's the rotation of scalar energy. That's the river of time. Okay. So, in, Tom, in your mind, how do you view your soul living in that body on this planet and time? And when you pass on and your energy goes where does your energy go yeah i believe i have an immortal soul i go back to god and that proves that if we have a soul and it's immortal the soul is outside of time the soul transcends time so the soul has to be scalar energy right do you come back as a uh, you can else? come back as a glorified body yes 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 and, and why I, would you want to come back well, only to impart a message to those living in this in this realm. But I do believe in heaven. I, I am a Christian, and I do believe when we go to heaven, we have glorified scalar energy bodies. That way we cannot be sick. That way we, we, we cannot die because we're in a glorified scalar energy state. I believe scalar energy describes heaven. It's the perfect steady state, whereas this world is electricity and magnetism. That's why you die. If you want to know the cause of disease and death, it's electromagnetic energy. So when we decided to come down in our bodies right now, we wanted to experience the complete opposite of scalar light. Yeah, I believe we all had Adam and Eve, I believe, were immortal. They, that's what it, we're told. And they were immortal because they were still in a scalar energy perfection. Adam and Eve enjoyed scalar energy to an exalted degree. With the fall of Adam and Eve, electricity and magnetism were introduced to the world. It changed, nature changed. So when you go to heaven and you're part of the scalar light energy, that's your, that's our source. Yes. That's God's source. Yes. It's all one. Yes. Just this little Tom Palladino decided in this, he's still up there, right? Yes. Yes. Part of your source is still, you're still in heaven. Yes. But a little particle of you just decided to come down and experience the contrast. Yeah. To do this, to yes. make a difference. Yeah. Angels always visit us. The saints always visit us. And in their glorified body, they, they can come to earth and they can instruct us. 
but they're not subject to this world. They're not subject to electromagnetic energy. I firmly convince that heaven is 100% scalar energy. And if you're in heaven, whether you're an angel or a glorified person, you are perfect because scalar energy, if you will, floods you, so to speak. There's no electricity or magnetism in heaven. Right. Wow, you're like, <laughs> I mean, I could sit here all day and throw things at you because I, it's like a, the truth. It's where life is going, but should have been, you know, thousands of years ago. Right. You're right. We've given up our heritage. Tessa tried to give it back to us. People don't realize what he had achieved. Tessa was on the cusp of getting us not only free energy, but imagine if we would have used scalar intelligence, some type of instrument, some type of machine to give us a great deal of if you will, knowledge, infuse knowledge, you would not have to study your brains out, so to speak. Right. You would you'd have just this download, this afflatus of scalar energy, scalar intelligence. It worked for Rain Man. Mark my word, purportedly, he memorized 10,000 volumes during his life. How can you memorize 10,000 books? Right. Have there been more than one Rain Man? Yeah, there are, there are some uh, solvents that, that have the ability for mathematical computation, something that you would need a rather sophisticated calculator. They can calculate in their head. Hmm. Um, some, some people have to have the gift of languages. They can learn a language in a week or so or a couple of weeks. How, you know, how do you do that? It has to be this download of information. How do they get the access to that? But, well, it's peculiar. Some people have a, I've had accidents. I remember there's a man, Derek Amato. He, he was in a swimming pool accident. He hit his head. And because of that, scalar energy started to flood him, so to speak. Well, he could pick up a musical instrument after this, if you will, this concussion, and he could play the p- piano. He never had a piano lesson in his life. So mm-hmm. this concussion opened up this flood of scalar intelligence, infused wisdom, and he was an adept piano player without taking one lesson. Oh, oh wow. There, I mean, I'm sure there's so many of that. I, and now that I can relate it to scalar light, scalar energy, and I have a whole different view on scalar light energy. I've learned so much from you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What have I missed? We, we get, people get 15 days free. What? Give us yeah. your spiel. <clears throat> I have to prove what I'm doing. So go to my website. We offer anybody in the world 15 days of free session, scalarlight.com. And you're simply going to send your photo. You can include your family with their permission. Send us your photograph. Send us a a family collage if you want. And then experience this. You know, you, you experience this pathogenic lens. You experience the fact that we can download nutrients into your quantum field. How would you feel after 15 days of receiving? energetically, vitamins and minerals, etc. You experience it, you, then you tell us how you feel. Right. I love it. So scalarlight.com. Yes. And that's where they can take the 15 days. I I just, you're opening up so many people's eyes right now. And I get, I can't wait to share this with my world. And when I was thinking about today, meeting you and thinking how I get to share you that I've known for for the last few, you know, three years, 
with my world. Like that, this podcast is a gift to me that I get to do that. And I feel so honored to, it's like so important to me for people to understand this. And I'm so grateful for this time with you, Tom. It's really been amazing. And thanks, thanks for your, your time and your effort. I really appreciate it. Let's change the world. Remember, great technology must be matched, coincide with great morality. And when you have that, you can change the world. There we go. Love it. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.